All right, let's go to Psalm 120. Psalm 120. Let's read a couple of verses here. And uh, we're going to talk about the original sin, but it's not what you think it is, I'm sure. Psalm 120, verses 2 and 3. It says, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Well, does anybody know what's going to be done to it? It's going to have its part in the lake of fire. Yeah, all liars. So that's what's going to be done about it. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 22. The Bible says, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are His delight. Truth or lies. Alright, I've been thinking about this all week, and I know that scares you, but I've had a long day too, so we, we try to hurry tonight. and try. I know I've been preaching long a couple of times here lately, but let's, uh, let's look at this. I've been thinking about it all week, how much, how important this matter is about lying. If we, if, and, and I'll be able to Hammer it in hard enough tonight, I'm sure. But Lord help us. Lying is the first sin that we know of that was committed on this earth. Do you realize that? Was it Eve? No. The devil lied. That was the first one. She didn't do the first sin. It was him. It's the original sin in that sense, as well as the original sin that occurs before any other sin is committed. I've told you this before, and I really believe it. Every sin starts with a lie. That's where it begins, and, and, and it's led right on through. It ends, and after it's over, it's still the lies still keep going. But sin uh, is always preceded by a lie. All the sins of the flesh and the spirit begin with a lie. Satan outright lied to Eve, and the Bible tells us that she was deceived. That's what happens. That's what a lie can lead to if you believe it. or and, and if you don't recognize it and reject it, that's what it leads to. It leads to being deceived, which is more than being lied to. It's a heavier word. When you are deceived, everything about you is changed. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 14, the Bible tells us here, and Adam was not deceived. Adam sinned without the devil lying to him. There's, that's a whole other subject right there. But the woman being deceived was in the transgression. And we have all followed her, really. We, we've sinned because we were deceived. We were lied to, believed it, took the bait, and we sinned. That's how we came, became sinners. Through deception... We always think of sin first as some deed that someone does. We think about sin as like murder or stealing or something like that, you know. We count lying as a sin, but we don't really think about it. We don't backtrack on it and look at what brought the sin about, what brought the person to the point of that sin. Why did they do that? Don't, don't we always say that? We say that, but we don't give it any real thought. We just act like it's just a puzzle that we can't understand. Why did they do that? Why did they steal? Why did they commit adultery? Why did they do that awful sin? And we just, we just throw up our hands and say, well, just crazy, that's all. Just no, there's no explanation. Now there's an explanation. The devil lied to them, and they believed it. It started with a lie. Now... And it's always the same from the devil. You can do this and get away with it. Thou shalt not surely die. Before people cross the line and commit the sin, they got to pass through several obstacles. I remember a preacher preaching years ago. He preached on the roadblocks to hell and how that you got to just really be headstrong and, and headlong into sin to end up in hell because God has put so many things in our way to stop us. So many obstacles. And we'll push them aside. We'll go around every barricade and go keep it right on a going. 
Before they cross that line and commit the sin, they've got to pass through these obstacles. They've got to struggle against their conscience until they find a way to mentally justify it. Mentally justify it. That's important. Think about it. That's where it happens up here. And we just keep talking about it and talking about it, but that's, that's what's going on. See, You have some desires that are inflamed by the lies of the devil. You got to forget the prospect of the consequences and lay that concern aside in order to go on and commit this sin. And sin is the transgression of the law, so they must be convinced that they're not really, and I say they, I'm talking about us, you, me. This is how it happens. They got to be convinced that they're not really breaking any laws or contemplating anything that God would be displeased with. They've got to come to the place where they're convinced of that. that convinced that where God said, Thou shall not, and it's written in His Word, but somehow it's got to be, I mean, swished around in your mind until you believe that this is not that. Well, what does it take to do that? Absolutely. The only way to accomplish all that I just mentioned there is to believe lies. That's right. Just to believe lies. There's no other way around it. You have to deceive yourself. You have to be deceived. And you can't be deceived unless you believe a lie. You count something that's not true as true. And you count something that is true as not true. You call evil good and good evil. That's basically what you do, but you'd never admit that. You'd never acknowledge that or, or see it that way when you're in the midst of this temptation. Yeah. And, all, and, and see, the important thing is that it always begins with only one lie. Get it? It's, there's no such thing as little white lies. There's no such thing as a little lie. You know, I've had people tell me, I've heard preachers preach in the pulpit, I've had them tell me personally that, that it's alright to lie to the devil. And if it's for the work of God, it's okay. You know, if it's necessary, go ahead. But you remember the story, which one was it in, it was in World War II, Anne Frank, or well, no, it was Corten Boom. Yeah, and they had the... Yeah, they, they'd always been taught to not lie under any circumstances, which is what you better teach your children. Yes, sir. And, then, and I've said this over and over, and I'll just throw it in for extra, but I don't care what else they do. That is the main thing you better not allow. Zero tolerance. A lie. And you can lie without speaking. Yes, sir. You can lie by pointing in the wrong direction. You can lie with your face. <laughs> you can just let people believe something that's not true and that's lying. If it's going to benefit you or get you out of a tight. But anyway, this, uh, they came and, and, and she got out of directly lying. She told them they, they were hiding under the table. Is that what it was? Under a trap door. And, and th they asked her directly and she said, they're under the table. And they just thought she's lost her mind and they just left. She didn't lie. Do you think God take your part if you just don't lie? I do. I think when you lie, I just read you the verse, that uh, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. There's no way He can bless a lie. Never. So, the important thing is that it always begins with one lie. And one thing that we're deceived about can put us on the course for hell and destruction. One thing that we're deceived about. I think that happens pretty much all the time. It starts with one thing. One thing that you believe a lie about. Whether it, it could be doctrine, it could be the Bible, what really is the Word of God, it could be, uh, you know, vices that people, you know... Like, you know, all these things. Well, I don't see anything wrong with that. It could be all these issues. We could just go on and on. But I've watched people do it all through the years. I've watched people live 
believing that it was wrong to do this or that they ought to do this. You know, like going to church. I saw a lot of people that used to believe you ought to go to church. They don't, don't believe it anymore. They've believed a lie that you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And so they think they're good Christians staying away from church, not having anything to do with the work of God or the people of God, but they're going to spend eternity somehow with God's people and God. They are deceived. You can't talk to people like that. When people are deceived, they're almost impossible to reach. It just takes an intervention of God, really, to bring them out of that because that's the snare of the devil. And I'm getting ahead of myself when I say that. But all we know is that once a lie has been told, more lies have to be told to try to keep the first lie from being revealed. Isn't that the way it works? It always does. You tell one lie and it's no time before you're finding yourself almost caught, so you've got to tell another lie, another lie, another lie until it just becomes this thing. And one lie leads to another lie, and then another, until our whole life is a lie. Lying works kind of like an avalanche or a rock slide. It begins with one stone. Did you ever see that? One stone start. And then here comes the whole mountain down on top of somebody. It's out of control. That's the way lying works. It just gets out of control real quick. There's plenty of examples in the Bible of it, but we've seen it in, in our own lives and with other people so much that we ought to believe that with no trouble. It begins with one little stone turns into this giant disturbance of destruction. Lying works like a spark on tinder. As soon as it's touched off, it takes off out of control. James chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6 says, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. The tongue and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. So that's what tongue, your tongue... Lying lips, that's it's what it's like. A lie just gets out of control real quick. You can't just confine it to one little lie. When you lie, then there's the guilt. And the, and the guilt is always the fear of getting caught, that you're going to be revealed. And so you're always watching and you're always preparing and you've always got some other plan B, another lie to tell. And, and people get hardened in that. As you go, you know, if a child is allowed to lie and get away with it, they're going to become experts at it. And it's, become, it's going to become a way of life for them. It's not going to be something to just rescue them here and there. They're just going to get to where they just... You ever know people that just can't seem to tell the truth no matter what? They'll lie... They just get some kind of a, a kick or something out of lying. I said years ago about the Mexicans, man, we lived down there, and I said they would go around the block to tell you a lie before they'd stand right in your face and just tell you the truth. Because it's like some kind of a conquest or victory if they tell you a lie and you believe it. That's the way the devil is. He's a liar and the father of it. Jesus said, if you're going somewhere and you ask me which way west is, <laughs> I know a lot of people nowadays don't even know where the sun comes up. I mean, or goes down. They don't know what direction that is. Uh, they don't know where they're at. I don't know how you can live like that. I really don't. I mean, with no sense of direction or where you're at. But you're never going to get from one place to the next without your GPS unless you know some direction, see? But if you're, if you're saying, well, I'm going such and such, which way is west? And I pointed east and said, that way. <laughs> and you take off the wrong direction. But you got your directions go two miles, turn left on. What's going to happen to you? I lied to you and you took off and you are lost. <coughs> and the farther you go, the worse you're going to get lost. 
because things are not going to pan out and not going to add up and everything's going to be mixed up and it, there's supposed to be a road here, but you're going the wrong way because you, you took one, one instruction wrong. It was a lie. You're going to be lost. And even if you follow all your directions for your, all your turns, you're going to be more confused the farther you go. <clears throat> now the only hope for you is what? Find somebody to tell you the truth. Yes. Find out where West really is. And go that way. That's your only hope. A watch that won't uh, tell you the right time consistently. <laughs> How long are you going to keep it? And it's useless. It's worthless. You're not going to keep that thing. Well, it doesn't matter how much gold it's got or how beautiful it looks. I mean, to me, it's just foolish to wear a watch if it ain't going to tell you the right time. And we judge the value of people by whether they tell the truth all the time or not. Yeah, you do. You do too. All of us do. We value it highly in other people. So we ought to value it very highly in ourselves. And when it comes to spiritual things and what you think and what, the opinions you form and all of that, you better be consistent about getting the truth about things rather than just how you feel about it or what somebody else told you or how somebody else feels about it. We judge people and their value by whether they tell the truth all the time or not, and that's wisdom in action. Say, you ain't supposed to judge. You better do some judging. You better know a liar when you see one, or hear one, or read one, or watch one. Likewise, that, that has wisdom in action. And when we recognize those who are not always completely truthful, that's wisdom. And we therefore we put no trust in what they say. If you don't practice that, if you don't practice being discerning about truth and lies, then you're going to be lost. It's all there. You are going to be deceived. And, you're going to, and that means you're going to think you're right and you are just as wrong as you can be. You're going to think you know where you're going in life and in eternity and it's just the opposite of what you believe because you are deceived and you're deceived because somebody lied to you and you swallowed it. Now the only way that we can have hope and be on time for our appointments is to find a timepiece that tells the absolute truth all the time. And that's the way it is with our souls too. We better have an anchor somewhere where we know it's true. We'll get the truth. Now, lying leads to deception. Here, we're going to talk about this just a little bit here. No one telling... Uh, let me say that again. Lying leads to deception. And the one telling the lie may not even know he's telling a lie. Do you know that? We need to be clear about this. A lie strictly defined is this. The dictionary says it's a criminal falsehood. A falsehood uttered for the purpose of deception. An intentional violation of truth. Now, if it's not intended to deceive, it is not strictly a lie, but a falsehood. Now, if you want to get picky about it. As a verb, it means to utter falsehood with an intention to deceive or with an immoral design. So, when the devil lies, it's aimed at changing your morals. Y'all realize that? Yeah. <laughs> the devil's lies are a direct attack upon your morals. In other words, what you know God has said. That's what the devil did to Eve in the garden, wasn't it? He said, yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. See, he twisted the words. He misquoted the Lord. And then he denied what the Lord said was true. He called God a liar. The, king, the father of all lies called God a liar. And she was deceived. What was he aiming at? That right there. He was aiming to deceive her, to change her mind, 
and change her morals. Although the person stating the falsehood may not have ill intentions, but simply passing something along they think to be true, it, it still has the same effect. Even without the malintent, the falsehood still can have the same effect on getting you off the track and on the wrong road, see? It's a lie. It's something that's not true. And so it can do the same damage to you, whether the person meant to say it or not. So what does that tell you? That means we better be careful about what we say and what we pass along. And, and do, you know, to the information we give out to other people, we need to be more careful about, about it to make sure that it's true. We're living in a time when it, misinformation is the name of the game. That's what all the politics are about. That's what um, a lot of the religion is about. Everything. It's, it's putting out lies, false information to see if people will believe it. A lot of people do. You ever, we, we say this thing, they believe anything they read. They believe anything they see on TV. They believe anything that so-and-so says. Well, that's, that's a fact, isn't it? That's the way to get deceived. Now, so we need to be very careful and take heed to what we say as well as what we hear to make sure that it is absolutely the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Remember when they used to swear people in? Uh, you know, when you had to testify in court, that's what they said. Do you swear to t with a hand on a Bible to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. I do. <laughs> and then if they get up there and lie, that's perjury. That's a crime. And go to jail for that because it's a lie. So, or do we take, I mean, when the Bible talks about it, let me veer off on a little sideline here, but, you know, we've talked about this when we preach on the Sermon on the Mount, but when, he, when the Bible, when Jesus said, swear not, does that mean that he... What was he talking about? You remember? Does anybody remember? You shouldn't have to turn to oath to make people believe you. If you were completely true and told the truth all the time, nobody, then people would believe you. But you must be untrustworthy if they say, if you, have to, if you have to go around saying, I swear, I swear it's true. <laughs> like that adds something to it. You see? I'll be careful. Little lips, what you say. Make sure it's the truth that you're saying. And if you want to make sure you can say the truth, make sure that what you're listening to is true. Also, yes, sir. check things out. Hold it just a little while. Most people, if they find out anything, they got to be the first one to tell it to somebody. And they run and tell it and then find out it's not true. That's bad business. That's the devil's business because lying is the devil's business and we're participating with him when we're careless with the truth. It all leads to deception. And to be deceived is to be misled, beguiled, cheated, and ensnared. That's what the dictionary says. To be deceived is to be ensnared. You are transferred from a state of truth to a state of lies and falsehoods. The word deceives, deceive means this too. Now I want you all to listen to this in light of what I said here a few weeks ago when we were preaching on uh, 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 whatever it was, spirit of uh, truth, spirit of truth a few weeks ago. Listen to this. The word deceive means to open, enlarge, in a mental or moral sense. <laughs> Y'all still listening? Did you hear that? To be deceived is to... I mean, that's how you deceive somebody. They open up their mind to more truth or enlarge in a mental or moral sense. In other words... It's that open-mindedness that we talked about. And I said you need to be narrow-minded, remember? Because you'll be deceived with that open mind. 
in that sense of the word. Now, somebody tells you a lie, but that's not the end of it unless you recognize that it's a lie and you reject it right then and there. Somebody tells you a lie. Well, if you see that it's a lie, now I've heard some, we call them bald-faced lies. I've heard some doozies. And, and you know what's funny is some of the worst lies I've ever heard, they knew that I knew that they were lying. And they went ahead and said it anyway. <laughs> I mean, like it's some kind of a joke or something. They think that I lied to you and you know I'm lying. It's like a game for people. I mean, who can sit around, like a bunch of guys sit around and see who can tell the biggest lies. Well, it ain't no game and it ain't no funny game with God. It's an abomination to God. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. It changes the state. Well, I don't, hang on a minute. I don't want to. The danger to your soul is when you fail to recognize it as a lie. And, when, and you believe it as truth, or even if you mark it in your mind as possibly true, and that's what happens to most people, I think. They listen to this new information. They're always scanning and looking for new data, new information, new ideas, new, new, uh, you know, a different way of looking at things. Especially with all that we got now to look to and listen to. All of the human knowledge all combined and blah. The human race is Steeped, steeped in lies. I don't have much confidence in all of whatever they say about anything. But I walk in the counsel of the ungodly. It changes the state of your mind when you believe a lie. And it alters the course of your heart and your life. Won't you all just sit there a minute and think back through your life and think of when that's happened to you. When you heard something, you saw something, you changed your mind about something that was a forbidden thing or, or a thing that was commanded that you decided, nah, I don't need to do that, I don't have to do that, that's not right. So, and, and the course your life took after that. Think about uh, any lies you've heard in your life that changed the course of your life. You can be thrown off course for the rest of your life and suffer untold damage to yourself and your children and grandchildren by believing one lie. Now think about the gravity of that right there. Just trying to get you to see tonight how important it is to seek for the truth and to obtain the truth, to know the truth, to buy the truth and sell it not, to be honest, and truthful in all of your dealings, all of your talking, everything, diligently. One lie can throw you off course the rest of your life, and the cost can't even be estimated. Every soul that ends up in hell will realize that it was a lie they believed that led them to that final end. Just look how our world has progressed in the last 140 or so years since Darwin and, uh, you know, they changed all the geology, the way they studied geology and everything. That's when they came out with newer versions of the Bible and everything, 1880s from there on. What has it done to the world? Look at how our world has changed. She had a jar or something sitting on the sink there in the window, and it, you know, it, la it layered out. I don't know what that was. Don't tell everybody. I don't even know what it was. It might have been garbage. I don't know. But it was. But I just looked at it. There it was. Layered out, you know, in layers. And that's how they've decided to determine the age of everything. What layer it was found in and all of that. And it's so absurd. That, you know, a child knows better than that. But now this world, the wise men of this world, fully buy all of that. So... And, you know, Darwin with his nonsense, which he repudiated, you know, later, but still they, they loved that lie and embraced it. And so now everything they reason 
is reasoned the wrong way from lies. So what do they come up with? More lies. It's I'm kind of looking forward to the day when they all stand before God and they're shown just what fools they were. You know, they marveled at this tooth they found. And some of it's already happened here. Remember that Peking man, was it? The tooth they found? Oh, they hyped it up and made this picture of the ape man and all of that. Turned out it was a hog's tooth. And it was all a lie. That's the things that have happened. But it still don't convince everybody who is deceived to believe the truth. The lie has caused them to abandon the truth completely and they'll never come back. Think about it. Just look at what a world we're living in where everything is so upside down. They name profanities by the first letter, you know. And one word is, I mean, absolutely forbidden, buddy. I mean, if you say that word, you're, I mean, you're banned from humanity forever. But then another one that's so offensive and vile is okay to say in the movies, any in the TV shows, put it on a sign in your yard. That's okay. Nobody can say nothing about that. But not this other word. You can't say that. Stupid. They're so deceived that they are just completely beyond reason. You can't even reason with them because they have no truth at all. In their mind. It's a, you don't want to end up like that, do you? Well, it starts with one lie. starts with one lie. So, it changes the state of your mind and all that. This is why there's so much emphasis on this matter put in the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 16. This is way back there. Beginning of the law. De- Deuteronomy. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived. And you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Over and over the Bible warns us, be not deceived. Let no man deceive you. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, uh, Jesus said, answered and said to them, take heed that no man deceive you. He said that again in the book of Mark. In Luke 21, he in verse 8, he said, take heed that you be not deceived. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. The Bible is full of warnings about being deceived. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 6, Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. If you'll study it out and look, most of the time when he's talking about let no man deceive you, be not deceived and all of that, it's connected with morality. Look in Ephesians chapter 5 and study that. That's what you'll see. He talked about, uh, know you not, that uh, well, uh, that's another place here, but the unrighteous are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. They that do these things are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And then he says, let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. First John 3 and verse 7. I think I read this to you the other night. Uh, if I didn't, I quoted it. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. So there you go again. If you're deceived about, if you're deceived, what are you going to be deceived about? Righteousness. You're going to believe that people that don't do righteousness are righteous somehow. And you're going to believe that at the same time that people that do righteousness are not righteous. Isn't that where we're at right now in our days? That's, that's what's preached. Hope you got that. So through all the ages, uh, it's, been, it, it's the lie that's been man's destruction. And we're warned that in the last days it'll still be the most dangerous thing we have to face. Do you think the government's the most dangerous thing that's facing you? It's the greatest danger. Uh, that's, everybody's caught it all up in that, you know. We lose our freedoms and all of this. Well... You're scared of the government, but you're not scared of this. Not scared of the devil and his very effective main weapon that he used, has always used, still used, going to use in the future. It's going to be his his final shot. Lying. 
That's what you're in most danger of. It's what your children are in the most danger of. It's the thing that your marriage is in the most danger of. It's the greatest danger we all face. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Then in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7 through 12. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and, y'all know, lying wonders. With, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. You reject the truth and believe a lie and God will let you be deceived. Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 25 and 26 he says this, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. The lie is the, dare, the, the devil's snare. The devil's snare, it's, it's lies. Very simple. It's... It's not his pitchfork he carries around and scares people with. All the fantasy and all the vain imaginations about the devil. No, he lies. And he instigates lies. Instigates lies. That's what Jesus said he did. He said he's a liar. He's the father of it. He's been a liar from the beginning. I mean, Jesus really really drove that nail down to get us to understand that the devil is a liar. And he told them men standing there, you know, your father's a liar. And you're liars. You're lying to the people. You're believing lies. And the devil's lied to you. We're swimming in lies and falsehoods now. You can't believe anything anybody says. We're bombarded with them from every direction. Somebody lie to you, how much you trust them from that point on? Yeah, you know, I have people come to the sawmill and get lumber, you know, and every once in a while well, they'll Oh, I forgot my checkbook or I forgot the money. I'll Well, all right. I'll pay you tomorrow, I'll pay you today, I'll pay you next week, you know, whatever they say. I told Dad the other day, I said, you know, if they just wouldn't lie to me, it'd be a whole lot easier to trust them. You know? Why lie? But people do. It's easier to lie, I guess, than to tell the truth. I guess they think you'll believe a lie. Reckon that that's their hope? That you'll believe them? <laughs> I've had people lie to me ten times in a row. You know. And, and actually think I believe it. when You don't trust people. When they, when you find, when you realize they've lied to you, you never, you, you, you know, that's a hard trust to get gained back. We're enticed to look, to read, to listen, and to watch what self-professing wise men of this world want to lie to us about, and our minds are much too open to them. You hear me? Saying it again. You need to shut it off. You need to recognize them for who they are and quit listening to them about everything. There just ain't much that they can help you with, you know. If your car's broke down, they might help you, tell you how to fix it, you know. If you need to know how to fix the toilet or something, they might be able to help you with that. 
when it gets much beyond that kind of stuff, and they go to telling you how to raise your children or how to have a good marriage or what love is or you better just get away from them. They're full of lies. They don't know the truth. If they don't know God, they don't know the truth. I'm the I Jesus said I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now either he is or he isn't. And I'll take his word above theirs any day of the week because he's always told me the truth. He's always told everybody the truth. God, who cannot lie. The only source we have of absolute truth is the word of God you hold in your hand right now. You realize that? Just think about that. This is truth. This is it. I can believe every word I read in this book. Everything that I'm taught out of this book by the Spirit of God is true. Now, you can't deny that. Now, if I read it looking for some way to justify my sin, I can get that out of there too. But that ain't the Spirit of God leading me or revealing it to me. It's the imaginations of of our own heart that does that. Believe what it says. Believe what it teaches as the Holy Holy Ghost of God guides you. And don't listen to men or women who don't really believe it. I'm amazed at the people who listen to these women preachers. You know, (laughs) or some man who's preaching who's not qualified, who's disqualified by the Bible to be preaching. Why would you listen to somebody like that? They obviously don't believe this book. Yeah. You ever talk to a woman preacher and show her that verse where it says, uh, Suffer not a woman to, to teach or to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence? You know, that the women shouldn't even speak in church? What does that mean? That they all got to huddle in a corner and cover, you know, just. No, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean they can't testify and, and speak, they can't get up here. There's reasons for that. What did I show you all ago there? It was, it was the King James 1611 Bible thing and it showed a, a whole... Well, it had like, what do you call it? Just a bunch of pictures all there together. But there's all women preachers and my, my. They wasn't... They were women, but they wasn't... They, you know, they wasn't preachers. There was Joyce Myers and there was... Uh, Billy Oldstein, Joe Oldstein, what's his name? Joel Oldstein's wife and uh, and some other gal. But I've heard pre- I heard a preacher one time in the Baptist church. He said he was listening on the radio to somebody preach and it was a woman and said, boy, he didn't even know it was a woman because she had such a rough voice. You know how she talks. <laughs> and, but for a little while until it finally dawned, he said it was, she was really doing a good job. He said, I was taking notes. And he's Joyce Myers. <laughs> well, I've never heard one that impressed me very much. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I'm chasing a rabbit there. All that does offend people when you start that, but I don't care about that. That's the truth anyway. Ain't got no business doing it. It's wrong. And I'm telling you, when you're listening to one of them, you're being lied to. Because the devil is in that, not the Holy Spirit of God. God don't contradict His Word (coughs) with what He does. They say they're called of God. No, they're not. They are not called of God. Because it's a contrary to the Bible. And you can't cut it no other way. And they don't want to talk about them verses. Because they don't preach out of the Bible. Anyway. They don't. It's all emotion and... And self-worship is what it is. All of the women preachers preach that. Amen. Hallelujah, Brother Mike. That's the truth. If you won't say it, I will. Never be afraid to check what you believe and make sure that it's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Don't get so locked down in, in what you believe through your emotional attachments to other people that you won't check what you believe. Sometimes it costs us 
to believe the truth and stand with the truth. What does it cost us? It costs us friends sometimes. Sometimes it costs us family. Sometimes children. But it's just what you what what really the state of your heart is. It's what we talked about the mind and the heart last week, you know, being in unison. There's only one way they can be, and that's in the truth. Or abandoning the truth. When people do that, that's what a reprobate mind is. It's when it's just given up, given over. To what? To vile affections. To uncleanness. Those are matters of the heart, see? So the mind just joins the heart and away we go. And, and they, that cannot happen without believing lies. You have to forsake the truth and believe lies to do that. Don't, don't tolerate lies. Don't tolerate them. And don't keep company with liars. That's people who do tolerate it. Purge yourself of all falsehood and make sure that what you say is absolutely true. As diligently as you possibly can. I mean, unless you are 100% absolutely sure, don't say it. Have you all learned that? Have you learned that through life? Have you ever said anything and just knew it was the truth and you didn't check it out good enough? I mean, somebody told you that and you just repeated it to somebody and it turned out it wasn't true. How many of you have ever done that? Yeah. Does God smite you when you do that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Are you sen- how sensitive are you about it? I mean, a lot of times in conversations, like even the other day, somebody asked me, and it ain't important at all. He was just, he was, he said, well, you know where so-and-so barn is. And I said, yeah, because I thought I did at that second. I thought I did. But then later I thought I didn't, I don't know what he's talking about. And then I feel bad because I think, I feel like, well, you know, I, I lied to him or something. I didn't really lie, but I didn't, it's not true. And, and it's not anything that will change anything or it's not anything that would affect anything. It's not important, but it's still. We ought to be sensitive enough about it to where we, what we say is true. Absolutely. So don't pass along something until you're absolutely sure it's true. And then a lot of times there ain't no need to pass it along anyway. Even if it is true. You all know that? <laughs> he that repeateth the matter. <laughs> Value the truth. There's plenty of other people that will pass it along. Don't worry. Everybody finds out. Anyway. It just won't be you that will have you to tell them. Have you ever known anybody like that? They just could not wait. To get, if they heard some bunch of gossip, they just couldn't wait to get. They had to be the first one to tell it. Guess what I heard? Value the truth for its real value, and don't sacrifice it for anything. Do you know how important it is to have the truth, to speak the truth, to be known as one who speaks the truth, to have to have the confidence of others. You got to do that to have that pure conscience, that clean conscience, that clear conscience that we talked about Sunday, see. You gotta do that. Finally, we have God's promise that there'll be no more lying liars in heaven. Somebody said, you know, he's a lying liar that tells lies. Well, <laughs> that's the way it is, and there's not gonna be any of them in heaven. Revelation chapter. 21 and verse 27 says, And there shall in no wise enter into it, speaking of the city, New Jerusalem, anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, that's lying lips are an abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So those that are written in the Lamb's book of life don't do that stuff. Wouldn't that be a fair conclusion of the truth there? Revelation chapter 22, verse 15. For without are dogs. So Fido ain't going, huh? That ain't what he's talking about there. I'll just pass it on by. Some people don't even know what they are if you call them by their real name. For without are dogs and sorcerers. I know what a sorcerer is. It's a drug dealer. Whether they're educated, licensed, and legal, 
or whether they're <laughs> on the street. Yes. That's right. Exactly. And whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. They're not going to be there. They're going to be outside. Liars are absolutely not going to heaven, which is a comfort to the righteous and a warning to the liars and those who are deceived by them. It's a comfort to me to know that heaven's going to be a place where this is not going to be an issue. There's going to be no liars there. Everything is going to be true. And everybody is going to be truthful. There's going to be no more, no more deceiving, no more deceit, no more deceived. <laughs> I'm glad it's that way. Sick of it. I'm sick of it. I just hate being lied to. And, you know, there's so much more I could say. The damage that it does is unspeakable. Being lied to is, you know, it's just unspeakable what it does to you. The pain it causes. The trauma to your soul, to your heart. When you're lied to and deceived by and whatever the matter is, is the degree to which it hurts and the damage that it causes. Should never lie not one to another. We're to speak the truth in love. It's just an important matter. If you'll take these few things I've said and go home and just think about it, study about it, you'll, you'll be amazed how, how important this is, really. And you'll start watching. If you'll start, if you'll do that and get a hold of it and start watching in your life, it'll make a big difference in your life. And in and and the children and everything. I mean, it'd just be such a hell. They got to tell the truth. If you love the truth, you got to tell the truth. Be truthful, honest. Father, thank you for the Word of God and things like this that are so clear. How can we live our life and Never think much on these matters that are the deciding factors in, in the fate of so many souls. Please help us to be honest in our heart, truthful with our lips, and help us, Lord, to, to avoid the lie, even in the most minor way. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd tighten the reins on us in this matter and help us to be sensitive to it and alert because it's the devil's snare and it's his tool and it's his weapon against us. Help us to realize that and to resist him in this area. In Jesus' name, amen.